Hello Rockers and Mercuryans, it's Rock Mercury here, and welcome to the Rock Mercury Podcast. Today's episode is all about NFTs, and I have a feeling this won't be the last episode I do about this, but I just want to talk kind of in an overview type of way um, about NFTs in this episode. I do have another one on my YouTube where I talk about NFTs again, so if you want to watch that one as well, you can, but I'm kind of going to start off this one as if I never talked about it. Just because I want to get to the core of what I believe NFTs mean for the world, um, address that some people think that NFTs are scams. You know, I want—I just want to go over a lot of things with NFTs right now, um, and I want to talk about the future and how I feel like NFTs are going to be here forever. So um, let's talk about that. But first, let's pour up a little drink. I have another homemade smoothie here. This one is mostly mango-based, and even though it's really kind of pink-looking. It's a lot of mango, but the blueberries, there's wild Burrell blueberries in here, which give it its color. Um, there's also hemp seed, um, key lime, dates. I put quite a few dates in here, um, spring water, and I think that's about it in this one. It's, like, it's a simple smoothie. You know, we did a simple vibe. Um, you don't really need too much. I am still on my fast, so I had a very nice big meal this morning of amaranth. It, it wasn't pretty, which is why I didn't record it. But um, I had like some amaranth and I wasn't, I was doing some meetings while I was eating too. So I also didn't have time to go on live while I was eating it. But um, I had arugula, kale, um, coconut. I should have a coconut in this too. That would have been good. Ooh, that would have been really good in this smoothie. But um, there was coconut, um, toasted coconut, toasted walnuts. Um, was there any squash in that one? No, I think there was kale. And yeah, that's about, oh, I had some, I, I had some, peppers in there like you know like the the ba baby bella peppers they was very tasty like the, the baby baby um the baby bell peppers kind of thing so um it was all delicious very delicious uh, and i feel good i don't really feel hungry at all i think because i have it in my mind that i'm committing to this fast situation so i'm just gonna stick to it um and stay strong i'm gonna go on a walk and I'll probably drink some more tea tonight and have this whole smoothie. Man, I'll probably drink this whole smoothie today like while I'm on with you guys. It's not that much smoothie, I feel. But, you know, let's get into it. Mm. Oh, that's delicious. That is so... Ooh, these smoothies, these smoothies have been getting better and better the more simple that I make them. Simpler the ingredients, the more, like, delicious. The more the, the, like, the taste is on point. I feel like when you add a lot of those powders and things, it kind of gets cakey and weird and... That's why people don't really like smoothies. Mm-mm-mm. Del delicious. Okay, so before I begin this talk on NFTs, I want to discuss the fact that I have an NFT project. <laughs> so before I even get into it, just, so just to get that out of the way, I do have an NFT project. I have, I think, about 100 NFTs now. Um, it's on OpenSea. It's available via rockmercury.com. You can click on the NFT tab on there and you'll be able to reach it right away. Um, so check it out when you want. Um, but I want to talk about the importance of NFTs right now. That is, that's going to be, that's a very important thing, you know. It's super important to kind of discuss the reins of what, what this means. Like why, like, why are they even here? A lot of people have lost a lot of money in NFTs, so some people have a really bad taste in their mouth when they even think about it. They instantly start thinking like, oh gosh, like I lost, I um, like they have a bad taste about it. They're like, oh, oh, all NFTs are scams, which, you know, there's a lot of NFTs that are scams, but there's also NFTs like the Gary V product 
the Gary V project, which is um, Be Friends, a genius project that I knew about before it even began, when he was still drawing the images on like sketch paper. If you don't know, the Gary V project is one of the top selling NFTs of all time. I feel like it may be the top at this point. Um, it's definitely up there. It made over a hundred million dollars so far in sales. Was it 50 million? Let me see, how much did they make in sales? Let me look it up, because I know, I know that they just really, it went insane. And I, and I had opportunity to, opportunity to buy them at the beginning. They sold like crazy fast, um, but I remember he was warning everyone, hey, you guys need to join, you need to get into this, you know? You gotta get into this situation. It's a lot of, it's a lot of, um, it's a lot of situation going, sorry, Gary V, um, V Friends is the name of it. V Friends sells. Let's make sure I'm gonna get the right number because there's a lot of money that, that came through on this. Um, if you're late to, this, to the podcast right now, You'll have to watch it again. I do talk about what's in the smoothie. I'm not going to keep repeating it. So you're going to have to watch it again when it's out. Um, all right. So this, it says, how much did V Friends sell for? 308. Wait, that's the wrong one. I'm just going to say it's over over 50 million. I think it's way over 50 million, but I'm just going to say 50 million to be safe. He did talk about it in a few episodes, um, but I'm having a hard time finding the exact number right now. But I remember it's like, it's, an insane amount, more than most companies make themselves. And he, the reason why it made so much is because he had a heavy level of utility to the project. Thank you so much, Holly Joe. Holly Joe's, um, um, like, have a great, th th thank you so much for that gift you gave, that heart. That was very sweet of you. I appreciate it. Um, mm -mm. So I want to talk about this situation with how much like that's more money these hundred million dollar situations that's more money than um a company could even wish a company wishes they can make a million let's just get to that point the 50 million 100 million it's it's just and he gets percentages afterwards but he put utility on it he made a vcon people trust him because he's been out he's been in the internet for so long so he made a vcon which is a, a gary v convention basically and so many people came to it. So many people invested within it by buying these projects. And the same project, you could have bought one, you could have bought one of his NFTs for like $1,000 at the beginning. That same one would be worth anywhere from like 100000 to 300000 Like they're going insane, these prices. Um, and people are able to, like, you know, retire or able to um, just have a whole different situation in their life because of how... Um, how well the project did and the reason why is because of his personal brand so if you're investing in nfts the personal brand of that of the nft company that you're investing in is the most important when it comes to like if you resonate with it do you feel like it's a real thing are they in it for a money grab you can get a lot of those things out of um you can get a lot of those a lot of info off of remembering where um of remembering where the like so off of knowing not remembering but but researching where the origin of these nfts came from some of them are hidden some people are do it um anonymously which i don't really trust that to be real i feel like the anonymousness of nfts isn't really a strong feel it's like people want to know where stuff comes from so gary v was very public about you know his mission for the nft project gary the v friends 
you know, how he wanted to use it to change the world in a positive way, in his opinion. I think it is. I think he's right on there. He has different things like um, ambitious ant and um, zealous, zealous zebra or zesties. I think it's zealous zebra. I don't know. There's like different names for them. Like he has different animals and he has a trait that matches with them. Um, oh my God, there's like another one that's really dope. Let me let me look up let me look up the names of these because these are they're really cool. Some of these and they're just drawings. He's not the best draw um, drawer by, by some people's opinion. I think he's a great artist personally because it's raw and it's real to him. But he wasn't like he didn't train to become an artist. That wasn't his. Um, that wasn't his original reason why he's famous. He was famous because he, you know, first had a wine show where he, where he, um, he reviewed different wines on his show. And then he opened up an advertisement agency and has helped so many people uh, to launch their brands and to be confident in, you know, having empathy within the business field. Also myself, like I listen to his podcast all the time. Um, and the reason why I'm even focusing on VFriends so much is because the whole reason I care about NFTs is because of Gary V. Gary V is the like he's not only has he told us about what's gonna what, what has happened now, which everything has crashed, a lot of these NFT projects have gone to zero. He's warned us about that, and but he's also shared about how these this NFT projects are going to be here forever. Like they're going to continue. They're going to continuously be a part of our lives in different aspects. They may not always be called non fungible tokens, which which is the name of them. That's what they're called, non fungible tokens. Um, they may not always be called that, but they are going to always be around. So let me see this one right here. There's a. This is like so. There's wild, wild wallaby, responsive ram. Um, Warm Wolverine, Hustling Hamster. I love that. Hustling Hamster. That's hilarious. Um, Lost Glass Standing. Oh, Last Glass Standing. He has one. Eager Eagle. Zealous Zombie. Just Jackal. That's the Just Jackal. That's hilarious. Um, Consistent Cougar. I love that. You know, these all these names have different different qualities of character that he wanted to promote into the world. Um, not just for kids, but for everyone. Like when we think of Mickey Mouse and stuff, we don't think only for kids. Like people, I will wear a Mickey Mouse shirt. I have, I have a, a sweater in there that's worth like over a hundred dollars, and I wear that sweater all, all the time. Like not all the time, but I wear it often. And it's um, it has Mickey Mouse on it, Minnie Mouse. I think Goofy's on there too. Um, it's just a really good shirt. And so people like they just because these characters may you know they're cartoons or something. Like this, the brand is bigger than one. Um, demographic you know and he's made he made his um he made that very clear from the beginning that of, his, of the inception that he was going to make his own Disney that V friends was his own Disney which is why the project has not only survived this crypto crash somebody said crypto crash equals NFT crash that's not true that's not true technically and yeah I mean in some ways yes they're, they're crashing in similar ways but it's because they don't have utility Crypto and NFTs are different situations. Technically, an NFT could be bought, you know, with, I mean, I'm trying to think, it has to be bought with, with, with cryptocurrency, that's true. But technically, you don't have to hold crypto or be a big believer in crypto in order to have an NFT project. Like for me, my NFT project, when people buy my NFTs, I immediately take the money out into cash. Because I personally, you know, it's through, it's through Ethereum, and I personally feel like it's too I'm I'm too risk adverse to um, 
trust a lot of my money in the crypto market. So you don't have to be a big fan of crypto. It's just a medium to kind of transfer these and on the blockchain of, you know, OpenSea or the NFT um, or, or what is the other one? Um, Eden. There's like an Eden one. Solana is another cryptocurrency that, that has a, its own NFT projects. Um, it's very, it's not, it, it doesn't have to be all combined. Like for example, like you, you may go to a concert, you may go to a concert in the future and there'll be like the, the ticket you get is an NFT. It may be an NFT ticket and you, and that's a collectible NFT that you can share and it's like special to that, to that particular night. And if you can sell it afterwards, maybe after you go to the show, the, the, um, the NFT ticket is worth more than you paid for your, your admission to the show. That kind of thing can happen depending on the rarity of these NFTs. Um, what's up, Heather? Good to see you, Heather. Toast to you. Mm. I missed a comment earlier. Someone says, you remember when I came here talking about sunburn? Yes, thanks so much. It's gone now. Oh, okay, you had a sunburn earlier. Okay, that's it. I'm glad your sunburn's gone. Um, yeah, so I just... I know that a lot of people are nervous about NFTs. That's why I wanted to come on today because I feel the nervousness. I feel the nervous energy. I feel people feeling like they got scammed. And a lot of people did get scammed, especially when there's like an opposition to this project, this beautiful project with VFriends, where he had an amazing event of um, people showed up like crazy. He like he, he did exactly what he promised to do. You know, he, he did exactly what he promised. And it was really... It's just a beautiful situation that he was able to, you know, use that money from the NFT project to throw an amazing event that people benefited from. They already benefited from his content for over 10 years. And now they get the benefit from the reality that, you know, now he's doing physical conferences. He, did, he, he used to go and speak at conferences. Now he's doing his own, his own complete conferences where he gets to decide, you know, how it all flows the the v the vcons and i think that it's super interesting to 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 be able to have the funding ahead of time cuz anybody who had anyone who had a um anyone who had one of the v friends was able to go to this conference usually for conferences people pay like 10,000 500 some $500 to 1,000 to 10,000 this some conferences that are $50,000 um Rhodes MJ you're wrong somebody he said he's um, Rhodes MJ says crypto equals NFT equals scam that's not true but there's a lot of them that are scams so that's what I'm going to talk about in this I'm, t I'm really focusing on how to do it the right way which is with this with the situation with Gary V and V friends and how he did it the right way and people nobody's upset about having a V friend you won't find anybody who holds a V friend that's like oh I wish I never bought this Everybody loves their V friends that they bought. That's why I went to the top of the market. He offered something with utility, consistent utility. As long as they hold their V friends, they're able to get all kind of access to the V friend community. Now, if they sell it, whoever they sell it to gets access to it. You know, it's a continuous situation. Like there's no, there's been nothing like that in the past. When you would buy a ticket in the past for a show or anything, you bought it and it's done. It's just done after that. You know. Um, Rose says, Rose MJ says it's all about FOMO. No, not at all. That's not the case. Um, but you are right in one way because the, the scam projects are about, are about FOMO. People are wondering like, oh, I hope I don't miss out on this scam situation. So yes, in that way, yes. But we're talking about how to do it correctly and how to avoid scams. Because we're going to talk about a scam one next. 
that we're gonna see fall soon. And the other, the scam one we're gonna talk about is also a very big profitable one that has sold like crazy, um, but yet it's, I, I believe it's gonna go to zero at some point. Like, there's no way that this crypto project is gonna go, it's gonna stay up and it's called um, the Bored Apes. It's called Bored Apes. And right now it's still pretty high up there. Mm. As of discussing this, as we're discussing this right now, let me see what the what the ground price is, and I'm gonna tell you why I feel like this one is a scam. Um, let's see, let's see, let's see. Board apes here. I'm, I'm on OpenSea right now. I'm just gonna type in board apes, board ape yacht club club. Um, the floor price is ninety point nine nine ETH, which is a ton of money. Um, how much money is that exactly? Hold on, y'all. Let me see. How this this one is gonna be? I'm picking like the one. Okay, so that's a hundred and six thousand dollars. Hundred and six thousand one hundred and twenty dollars is the floor price for the board eight project. Um, they've been exposed recently, very recently, in a documentary discussing the origin of this project. Thank you so much for the likes. We're at 1.6 thousand likes. Thank you, Heather. I appreciate you so much. You're amazing. Um, mm, so good. So, Wes, what are you talking about? What is this? I don't. I'm not gonna. What do you like? Explain yourself. I'm not gonna read that unless I know what it's about. Um, okay. So, I am shook that it's even still this high. But I feel like the reason why it's still this high is because people are trying to save face before it goes all the way down and, and protect their assets in a way. But this this company has been exposed for being a very anti-Semitic company, a very anti um a very racist situation. Um, it's a very it's a it's a rough rough situation. This this board of apes like I don't I'm trying to figure out what I can say about it. Because the things that they're accused of are the deeply, deeply disturbing, um, deeply rooted in racism. And I want you guys to look up and study or look up the documentary that goes into depth about these board, these board apes. And it's bizarre that they were even able to get this big. But one of the ways they did it was by selling or by giving away a lot of the board ape NFTs to celebrities who in turn put the nfts that they got as their front photo for their profile photos and like supported it like crazy and helped to drive sales up based on nothing like yeah they may have a game they have the yacht club sort of things you can buy and stuff within <coughs> the ape community but when the origin is so dark and disturbing um when the when the when the, when the um who is jason hex somebody said jackson hex who's jackson hex who is that like they're saying that somebody passed away. I don't even know who that is. So is that just, are we, is that what we're talking about? Or is that something different? Because I hope you're not distracting me from what I'm talking about. Um, let's see. I don't know. Hold on. Let me see. Okay. So anyway, so this, when you look at it, you're like, how in the world, how in the world could this project get so large when it was based in such hatred? Um... And it's just so obvious, like all the symbology is involved in it. Even in the video game they made, this everything of everything, the interviews from the past before they before they um before this project got bigger, it was a, a big scam. But it somehow made it right next to 
you know, as big as the V friends, which actually isn't a scam and it's providing more and more utility each day. Now he already finished the first VCon and had a, the, the, um, he had an event for all the people who held the NFTs for V friends. This is Gary V. Um, and he's working on the next one. So he's already, he's providing lots of quality, lots of, um, lots of, um, utility, lots of use, just a lot of, um, value, a lot of value to the people who are in that community with, with the ape club. We just found out that they kind of hated the people that they, that own these, they own the, the creators of the ape club hated the people like they were trolling us. It was, we were finding out it was a troll. So yeah, right now it's still holding up at 106. Um, 106,000 or 90.99 ETH at this current moment, but I'm curious to see what happens as time goes and how much this drops. So there's no way that people are gonna are gonna see this documentary. When people saw the documentary, celebrities already began taking off their um, their profile photos, and this is just one of many projects that had a lot of mystery behind it and kind of just benefited off of the uprising of NFT popularity and um, and usability. Mm. Slug Slime says, hey, Slug Slime, good to see you. She says, hey, just got here. Don't know why I don't get notifications when, you go, when you're live. That's so weird. I don't know what's happening. Yeah, my views have been different this time, too. Usually I get a lot more views, but, you know, it's probably, you know, the algorithm changes all the time. Um, hey, hey, Heather. Um, okay, hey, nice. Shindell says, hey, nice beard. What's the topic today? We're talking about NFTs and discussing, you know, just we're, we're discussing the, we're discussing NFTs, basically. Um, and right now I'm discussing Bored Apes and we already discussed V Friends, which is two of the biggest projects in the game, in the industry. Um, Rosaro says, greetings. Greetings to you, Rosaro. Topic, please. I already mentioned that. Um... Slug Slime says, had a really good day. Hope you did too. Oh, that's awesome. I'm glad you had a great, great, great day. Um, and then you said, that's the guy, that's the guy who owns Twitter. Wait, there's no way. That's, that's, J that's John Dorsey, right? Or hold on, let me see. Let me see who you're talking about. I'm going to look, I'm going to Google this. Hold on, you guys. I know we're going to go off topic a second. I'm just going to Google this to see if it's, if, if it's relevant. Um, to what we're doing right now. I just want to see, I'm looking up Jackson Hex. Uh, hold on, you guys. Gary V, oh no, that's not Gary V. No, no, no. Gary V does not own Twitter, but he does, he does have stock in Twitter, so in a way he kind of, you know, he does have some ownership of Twitter in that way. Hold on one second. For some reason this phone is like, the battery is going off even though it's plugged in. So weird. My phone battery has been really not well. Like super, super frustrating. But I'm gonna get a new phone. Um but yeah, I've been on it all day, so that's probably why. Alright. But yeah, Gary V was one of the early investors in Twitter, but the new owner is gonna be Elon Musk. So let's see. Um I don't see anything about this person that they're I'm, I'm, I wish I didn't even look this up. I, w I feel like I'm wasting my time. Okay, I don't care anymore. I'm, I'm skipping this situation. I don't know who that is. I don't know who this person talking about. I should block them for even wasting my time. Um, but, okay, whatever. Let's get back to what we're talking about. So, I 
I want to just talk about the difference between those and how people got hoodwinked into it. Because even the celebrities had no idea just how dark the origin of this Board Ape Club situation is. They didn't know. They were not told. They were gifted something that they were told was going to be very valuable, which was true. It did become very valuable. But due to the mass amount of um, people who adopted it. Now, to for the people who sent these NFTs to the celebrities, that was free for them. It's free to mint. When you're minting NFTs, it doesn't cost anything. And so, theoretically, that they weren't they weren't um it was that the cost of the acquisition was so low so low compared to the darkness of like if they knew like if these celebrities knew the history of this company but it had no history it was a new it was a new nft all they knew was that this was an nft project that had some promising um a promising future and they were right it did have a promising future but it also had a lot of darkness in it the same way hollywood does but with the nft project there's a lot more woke people involved in the culture. So I can see this going down a lot. I can see this whole project um, just dipping down. I'm surprised they didn't even take it off of off of OpenSea, but people who own these, they have permanent ownership now. Like they own these, like they can't just take it away. Like it's, it really isn't like politics. I can't say when people drive fast on the street it's so annoying um but it's 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 there's no politics involved in this so you can't really just take somebody's nft because now they own it and there's there's the blockchain shows the ownership of it so people are probably waiting for all this publicity to die down which is why there's not a mass selling going on um or, or maybe it's just frozen right now. Maybe maybe all the projects are frozen because no, people are afraid to buy them for such a high amount of money. That's $100,000. And I think that they limited them. I believe that there's not even any more left for this. Like some of the projects, they... Let's see. It says the Board Ape... The Board Ape Yacht Club is a collection of 10,000 unique Board Ape NFTs. Unique digital collectibles living on the Ethereum blockchain. Your Board Ape doubles as your Yacht Club membership card and grants access to members-only benefits, the first of which is access to the bathroom, what in the world, a collaborative graffiti board. Future areas and perks can be unlocked by the community through roadmap, through roadmap activation. Visit BoardApeYachtClub.com for more details. All right, that's the base price. So when I told you about for 100,000, that's, that's the base price, it goes even higher. There's some on here that are, let's see, let me go down to the bottom and see. These are these down here are a hundred Ethereum. Let me let me just go way 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 to the bottom. Okay, is there a way that I can let me see price high? Let me price high to low now. I'm gonna flip it from high to low so I can see the most expensive one. So it goes all the way up to oh my goodness, this price is insane. This can't be right. This one this one price looks so high that I don't think it could be actual. So I'm gonna skip that one. It's like so many nines. I don't. There's no way that's real. This one, oh, the, the highest one is saying 22 million. This is for one NFT. 22 million, um, 4,708 um, dollars. And that's 18,888 Ethereum. So that's what, they're, that's what they're listing it for. I don't know if it's going to sell for that in any way, but... Mm. 
they all have unique um unique attributes to them that make them rare more or less rare right um and the perks that come with that is the rarity that you that of this of that particular nft and also the access to the board yacht club website now this would have been all okay if it didn't come out that they were so racist and things like that that they were so um that they had so many problematic situations within the owners of this company and and the reason why they've grown to such fame you know so now that this is coming out and now that they're linked with you know really i'm trying to i want i want to say the word so badly but i just can't say it because it's on here but i'll say germany in the past not now shout out to shout out to my germans out there i love my german people but like in the past you know you know what happened with a certain person so with a certain person with a certain mustache um that they're linked to that and they're like heavily like if you look at these look at the artwork you can see how much of influence there is from that from that era um and the way that they think so this is just mm, let me see if i can put recently traded is there a way to put recently mm, i don't know if i can put recently sold let's do recently sold Oh my goodness. So the most recent one I see sold for 261 Ethereum, which is $304,000. $304,000. All right. Wow. That's a recent. That, that sold. Um, it says sell ends today or. I think it's sold today at 28th yeah so i think it's that's it's now or it's current price is that i'm i'm confused but i know that it's being sold for that, that price right now um this so let's go to the let's go to gary v's because I, I love using these two as an example now theoretically they did a good job with the board apes with having a community that you can be a part of and you know it holds your ticket it's very similar to what we're going to see for v friends the only issue is, is that the, um, this board eighth people didn't know about the creators. They had no idea who these people are. If you ask the celebrities, they wouldn't even know who the creators were. They just knew this project was going to be a big one. They got it for free. It's going to make them a lot of money. If they held it, they probably have some contract where they can't sell it or something. I don't know if they do or not, but I would guess they may have something like that. Mm. Who knows? They also probably may, they may have had a contract where they weren't able to... Um, to change their profile photo for a while. Rosaro says um, they came out of nowhere. Yeah, they came out of complete nowhere, which is bizarre. Now, Gary V did not come out of nowhere. He's been earning our trust forever for the last, like, over 10 years. And he has provided so much value for free that we trusted him when he came out with this project. And we were right to trust him. And I wish I would have bought one. At that time, my company was going through something and I couldn't afford to get one at the time. I really, I just couldn't do it. I, I, was, I wanted to and I knew it was going to be a big situation, but it just wasn't able for me right now. But he warned us over and over again. Like, he kept warning and kept warning. Hey, you guys, go get one. Go get get ready for it. Get ready. I'm going to launch. I'm going to launch. And he kept telling us. And let's see. His floor price is 8.2. 8.2 Ethereum, which is... 9,553. So that's the, that's the floor price, but let me see the highest on his. And this is with real utility, real events and everything. Um, 
Okay, let's see. Price it low to high. Sorry, high to low next. Um, and now we're looking at this astronaut character. Adventurous Astronaut. Adventurous Astronaut is the name of this one. And it's selling for, oh my goodness, selling for 1,997 Ethereum, which equates to 2,326,524 US dollars. That's US, US currency. Um, uh, like, like, wow. Like, wow, wow, wow. Um, wow. Just wild to that. And, but, like, people love this person. They love his, um, and if you see the drawings, like, your kid can probably draw some of these, to be honest. But he, like, made, he marketed it in a way to where it's, you know, it's his brand. Like, you you accept it, and he was honest about the drawings. He was, he, made, he drew these himself. He drew these with his actual self, and they mean something. And, like, you... You're okay with paying this because you know that you, the utility you're gonna get, but also you get to you get to display it. You get to have it in your public wallet. So, in a world where all your big purchases, even maybe may, let's say you buy a property, you buy a house, and you receive the NFT with the house. Like now, you, I, I know some of you guys have seen NFTs that that um, do all kind of 3D and GIF Im, GIF imagery and kind of like. They just have like all kind of cool effects and art, you know, 3D art. These, the ones that we've been talking about so far, there are 2D images. They don't have any movement to them. They are, they're illustrations. The Bored Apes illustrations, you know, um, arguably a little more high definition than Gary V's, depending on what, what you, what you, how you see art is all relative. It's all very relative. Um, but they're not, they're 2D. So there's other NFTs that are GIFs. Like my NFTs, I have some that are 2D, but most of them are GIF. They're GIFs. Um, and it's like, you know, like the, it's like a, there's movement happening in them. You know, they're not animations, but they're GIFs. So there's different things. So it doesn't matter if, if whether it's a, um, it doesn't really matter whether it's a GIF or a plain image. Like it, it's the brand. It just proves that the brand of the person creating it, the way that they release these projects, the marketing, the Twitter community, the Discord community, that's where they that's where these mainly land. Twitter and Discord is where these NFT communities live. And so depending on how they launch these projects within those communities, it determines the price of these projects and the, the demandability, the rarity of them, all those types of things. And so it's not about that people are very focused on like, oh, NFTs are just like an art scam, it's an art scam. It's like, no, it actually puts the power back into the hands of the artist or the business person. Because you don't have to be the artist to do this because you can have a great brand and not even know how to draw a circle, but you hire an artist, you buy that artwork, you sell it on as an NFT with utility attached to it or branding attached to it. Like if an artist designs, does your label, like let's say you have a logo and an artist does a, rendition of your logo or their version of it it's still your logo has built that brand your logo is the reason that your your sorry your brand has built has made that logo worth what it is without your without your brand the logo is just a random scratch of images or whatever like it's like it doesn't have any relativity to it so it's really the brand that that powers these projects and so when you see people 
who lost a lot of money, some of them saw, oh, this, this looks cool. This is this random project that came out of nowhere. This looks cool. This looks cool. Let me buy this. Let me buy that. Let me buy that. And then they, they're shocked or surprised. Like, I can't believe it went to zero. I can't believe I lost this money. Meanwhile, Gary Vee from the beginning, before, like while it was all going up on the gold rush, he said, hey, most, he said over 90% of these projects are going down to zero because people are just in that craze. The same way that they were when the internet first started and people were just buying out domain names like crazy, trying to sell them all and trying to figure out like, you know, how to make a quick buck on the internet. And they lost all their money. They lost their, they lost their houses, they lost their cars. They lost, they just lost everything during, during the dot-com crash. So um, Hedger says, I like Gary. I, I love Gary. Gary has changed my life. I would not be right here with you guys right now without Gary V. Like I wouldn't, I would never have, valued um i would never have valued tiktok in the way i do like not at all so i think it's super important to to recognize that the brand is what makes these projects different than each other so not everything's a scam i know it's easy for us to yeah it's easy for us to just be like oh it's because these this thing situation happened it must all be a scam well, there's lots of companies. Let's let's just for example, let's say let's say a company that sells shirts or something. Like one of the shirt companies, they can make a really high quality project. They, they say they're both the same price, right? Um hundred bucks a shirt. Hundred bucks a shirt, right? By the way, I have merchandise on rockmercury.com. If you want to go buy any of it, I designed all of it myself, high quality. But let's say one of them is high quality, right? hundred bucks. Profit margin, you know, may not be the most like it may not be the most but like another company makes the same another kind of hundred dollar shirt but the quality of it is so trash it's so like just quickly made and um just not a good shirt you know but they selling it for the same amount they're putting more money into marketing than the actual quality of it um and they're looking to get a quick buck a quick buck they don't care if it falls apart when you wear it at all you know like it like that one may be considered a scam, but does that mean that shirts are scams? Does that mean that shirts and that clothing is a scam now all of a sudden because somebody has decided to prioritize the um, the quickness, the quick buck over the long-term benefit of the purchaser of that shirt? Wanting them to enjoy it over the years? You know, wanting them to like be proud of what they're wearing so that they can build a brand and people want to come back and buy it again? Do you think you're going to go buy another cheaply made $100 shirt? No. But people thought they could jump in with the NFTs because they're like, oh, it's easy. All I have to do is just make this picture and people will buy it with, without anything, no utility to it, you know? Um, and if the art's that great, then maybe maybe it is worth it. Maybe like creating that high level of art, the art can be worth it on its own. I'm not saying that people who are making NFTs that don't have any utility are bad technically, it's just that unless the art is at a certain desirability from the brand that they built and the art is like considered by their community as something that is valuable even in digital form, meaning that like they buy it as an NFT, they have it in their wallet, they're supporting that artist. Maybe they even get like an NFT display kind of situation, which they, I think they have those now too. Like there's, that's... Just because somebody chooses to make a quick buck off of a new technology that's going to be infiltrated within every part of our culture doesn't mean that the whole situation is a scam. And that's the issue that we end up in. Like a lot of people just want to, they want to tear it down so fast. They want to, they see people around them 
buying into it and then when they see the market dip or something they're like you see i told you it was a scam i told you i told you but they weren't they didn't have the guts to be involved within it they didn't have any guts to actually take action within the within the projects that aren't scams you know they rather just generalize the entire project and be like nope that's that's not a good situation that's a scam i don't want to be a part of it you know like they're not realizing that we're talking about a new technology the new the, the idea that you can create something an NFT, whether it's attached to something or not, you can create something that you sell that will always be tracked to you to your ownership that you owned it at the beginning, and that you can gain residuals off of the reselling of that project. You know, like the like um when you're looking at collectibles, like oh I have a really rare Pokemon card or a really rare action figure. When that action figure or really rare Pokemon card, I know you guys have seen that. There's some Pokemon cards out there that are worth. Like twenty thousand dollars, forty thousand, eighty, hundred thousand. You know, there's some Pokemon cards that are really rare out there. Now, do you think that the Pokemon, the company of Pokemon, gets any money from these resales when it resells on eBay? Not anything they get. The most that they'll get is people maybe buying some of the new Pokemon, um, but the ones that they're buying are the reason that they're that they're um, that these Pokemon cards are going for so much is because they're rare. They don't make those anymore. Nobody's really buying the new ones as often. Like, it's, they're not as rare as those last ones. And so, as these Pokemon cards are selling for $100,000 or whatever they're selling for, the company itself gets no residuals or, it, or and has even a hard time authenticating if that even is a real Pokemon card, which affects the whole brand in a way. Like, if somebody bought, paid a lot of money, which happens a lot, somebody pays a lot of money for a fake Pokemon card, that kind of negative negatively affects the brand. Even though they didn't do it, it's somebody else making that card. Like it, like nobody wants to get a fake of a Pokemon card or anything. Like that's gonna make somebody feel bad, and it shouldn't affect the brand, but it will. And so the fact that now we have a system to where we we can legitimize every single sale by looking at the public blockchain for these projects, and know okay, this came from here. This is a real one right here. This is worth this price. But, and now, if, let's say, Pokemon had those NFTs, like, all the Pokemon cards were, like, NFTs, too, at the, uh, back then, um, they would still be getting residuals to, the, to this day. To this day. So, even with Gary Vee, how, how we sold all those NFTs, um, when people resell them, which they do, that happens. Like, I showed you guys, it, it was, things are being resold over here. Let me look right now and see what was a recently sold situation. Let's see, recently sold... Um, we have something that was sold for 7.5 um, Ethereum, which comes out to $8,737. It's called the Befuddled Burglar. So he's getting paid 10%. 10% off of this Befuddled bur Burglar. Now, what happens when this Befuddled Burglar gets sold 10 times? That means he's gotten, he's gotten paid double for this project. And at a higher rate, because they're selling it at the rate that they feel like it's worth. So now he's like the profit margin is just it. You are able to you're able to benefit as you should off of the consistent resales of these projects, which a lot of artists didn't didn't get in the past. A lot of artists they sold their rights away whenever they sell a painting or whatever it's going to be, and then it's just done. Then it's just done after that, you know. Um, you don't get any money after that. Let's see. He's trade just. That's what happened to Jake Paul. Yeah, Jake Paul was actually. It's actually. Um, we know him because of Gary V. Gary V. Put him on early on. I mean, he he worked hard at first, but Gary V. Gave him a very big platform that 
helped him to be who we know now as, as Jake Paul. So shout out to him. Um, I wonder how his project's doing. I'm going to look it up right now. I don't even know if it's still a, an available thing. Um, Jake, I know it was a big deal when it came out, but I don't know if it, like, did it crash all the way? Let's see, Jake Paul. Um... Mm. I don't see it. Maybe it was on his own website. The Jake Paul topic. Um, mm. yeah, these don't seem right. These don't seem right at all. So I don't know if this is the right one. But I don't know what, what it's worth now. What his project is worth. But I know people were very upset when he made all those NFTs and then they didn't have utility behind them. And in his defense, it was a new it was a new technology. People were trying things out, and they saw people make a lot of money. Um, Gary V wrote the new the new um, blueprint for how you can um, use this to use this like technology in a way that's going to benefit you long term. Because if you screw over your fan base and you sell them something that's going to be worth nothing soon, they're never going to trust you again the same way. Like, especially if you lose over a thousand dollars to your to a somebody you're a fan of, that's gonna change your mind on that person forever. You know, anything I sell, it has a like. I I'm gonna stand by it. Even my NFTs, my NFTs are, you know, they're they're priced. They're priced in a way for sure. Um, they're definitely not the cheapest nfts but i'm gonna continue making nfts forever there's not a time where i don't want to keep making them like i'm really i love what i do i'm very thankful i'm, I'm signing to my account right now let's see all right um my floor price for the rock mercury collection is let's see where my collections at hold on hold on my collections oh, i have 60 i have 67 items so not not 100 yet i thought i was at 100 but i think i have i have some more than i'm minting so that's probably why it's um i thought it was gonna be that um but yeah so my floor price i'm not seeing it on here for some reason Or they're not listed right now. But they're like four. It's like 40. Oh, this one was 44. 44 Ethereum. And there's like some that are four. I think I think like 0.4 is the floor price for mine. Like I, I have some at all different levels of price for people. So that they can um, mm, be available. So they can be available at like different price ranges. So I'm standing by this. I love these NFTs. I worked hard on them. Mine do move. Um, the utility is that there are this. This is these are art utility, but now there's smart contracts. When I first started my NFT project, there weren't um, the same level of smart contract capabilities that there are now. And so the new project that I'm putting out for the Rockers and Mercurians will have some more utility to it. You know, I'm gonna work on that and see what. They'll have a different contract on it so we'll see what that's going to be but i do i but like because i've seen how this can work hold on this poison trucks we're driving by i wish i could just, i really wish i could just like sue this truck 
or like have the police just like arrest his truck or something. Cause it's just like, it can't be good for the community. It's so bad. Like it's so bad that they're, they're serving kids that kind of poison. Mm. Anyways, I might do that in the future. Who knows? I might just, I might come out, like have the police here ready for when it comes again. Like you're breaking some code. You're breaking a health code or something. And I'm gonna do, I'm put my Karen wig on and get them, get them, you know, shut down. Cause I don't, I just do not appreciate now that I know how poisonous and toxic sugar is, which is a whole other episode, I don't want to even go into sugar in this episode. Like, that's a whole different thing. But now that I know, I'm just like, I just feel like it's it should be criminal that these trucks drive around selling toxins to the youth, you know, with all that music. It's just like, what? You know, it's just very, it's frustrating. In, in a world where we have so much diabetes and so much, um, appendinitis, appendinitis and liver failure and all kind of conditions with these kids. Like, it's not fair that they're being un, like they're being sold right into their own house. They can't even be home safe. You know, if they want, if they want candy that bad, let them go to the, to the store, to the store or something. Why are you going to their front door with these toxins? Anyway, that's a whole different story. <sighs> but, um, my goal, and, it's, and I don't care if anybody steals this, you can steal it if you want. Uh, but my goal is to make a healthy, a healthy ice cream truck, but it won't, it won't be ice. It'll be a snack truck, a healthy snack truck that'll go through and it'll be like really calming, beautiful music, and we'll sell healthy items that don't have added sugars and added anything. Like it'll be delicious things. Cause there's ways to have delicious food without having these toxins in it. So and it can be good for the kids and good for whoever. Cause not just kids eat it. Like adults come outside too and get some snacks. Like they do whatever. Like it's for everyone. It's a truck. But they're marketing it directly to kids. They even put on the back that watch out because children are crossing or whatever. It's so, it's just so frustrating. Like the, oh, it's rough. It's rough. But I can't talk too much because I've done a lot of commercials for a lot of brands I don't support. Um, so I can't really be too hypocritical on that. I just got to make different changes now going forward. Um, so maybe I won't do the Karen wig situation, <laughs> but I can at least make, make a competitor that go, that takes them out of business, basically. So that'd be my plan to do. Um, I am just, I just want people to understand before they jump in and invest in these NFTs, how to gauge whether it's a scam or not. You know, internally, it's going to have to be you. I'm not, anything I'm telling you is not legal advice. It's not financial advice. I'm just letting you guys know what I've researched when it comes to these projects. And they're not going to go away. These entities are going to be around. So it's it's good to at least be knowledgeable about it as soon as you can. doesn't mean you have to buy them, but it's to be knowledgeable and start to learn what's going on so that you can be open for opportunities that may come your way. There may be some amazing opportunities that can change your life. Like imagine somebody buying that astronaut that we talked about for the, the Gary Vee friends that's now worth $2 million. Imagine they bought it for $1,000 or maybe maybe even 4000 or ten, whatever. They, they could have bought it for any of those prices. Now it's worth $2 million. That's life-changing money for a lot of people. That's life-changing. That's a million dollars is what some people make in their whole lifetime. You know, like the app, like, you know, when you're making 20,000 a year or 30 or 30,000 a year or something like it, it takes you a long time to make a million dollars. You'd be, you'd be real like elderly at that point, you know? And it's not like shout out to the elderly, but like to be able to make that within a few months from that particular project, 
because of the brand that was built around it. That's pretty, pretty iconic. So, but also, we were talking about Bored Apes earlier. And the community, the, the community that they built around them, even though it was rooted in a very darkness, it was a dark, it's a dark rooting of, you know, it being, you know, problematic, like the, the board apes of being problematic and things like that, like are, you know, having racist origins. The community built around it got so big that it would last at a very big scandal. I'm surprised they're not at zero right now, but because of the people who all believed into it believed in it they they stayed there like for example i said that i have a mickey mouse shirt and and like i i like disney like i have a lot of disney products do i have any right here next to me no i have some in there i told you guys in that cabinet i have like a lion king situation which is from disney too but it's um you know so the brand has hit us hit us all in different ways but the origins of disney are very problematic and anti-semitic um and uh, amongst other things amongst homophobic in ways and amongst, you know, just very dark things that happened with the Disney company and the origin. So maybe, maybe bored apes won't ever go down. Maybe they'll just forget it. Like everybody, like everybody forgets everything because people are thinking, okay, well, it started like that, but now it's different. Now we're a community and we don't feel that way. And maybe they'll get a great PR person and find a way to save their company from this documentary that I, I felt was damning. Like I couldn't believe that these were the origins of these characters. And by the time you make the art, you can't change the art, it's already sold. And so when you when people know that their art is associated with such a high level of hatred and racism, I don't know if they're gonna change. Um, I don't know if they're gonna change it, if they're gonna even care about it or, or let the price dip down anyway. Hello, Ashley, good to see you. Good to see you, Ashley, hello. Um, Rosaro said that's a come up. Yeah, that is a come up, $2 million? That's nothing to laugh at. Two million dollars is nothing to laugh at at all. Like that's some life changing coin. Um, Rosaro also says, "Why is it that some people cannot move past racism because they're racist?" <laughs> I mean, I'm laughing because it's like it's the truth. Like our system, our our system is so fundamentally, you know, built off of racism that it's it's impossible to deny it and we've continued to suffer due to racism and also people are profited a lot because of racism and they let it they let it continue people like for example i was walking in manhattan beach and i love that area but i was walking there and i know that a lot of these people there who have these big old mansions they got this money off of the fact that systematic racism took away a lot of the competition that they would have had in their industry, whatever the industry is. So they're benefiting and living off of the, the, um, the benefit and the gift of, to them, the gift of systematic racism. Like they're like the head start of that. Like, and they just, they just exist and they don't even care. They don't, they're not trying to fight for anybody else's rights. They are just thankful that they got what they got and they keep it moving. Um, and am I mad at them for that? No, life is short. I get like, what are the, how are they gonna care? Like they're like everybody brainwashed, but in, in this whole system so racist that it allows them to not care. It allows them to just overlook the fact that their great grandfather was, you know, an owner of people, you know, of real humans of black, you know, it's just really a dark situation, but it's like, what else are they gonna do? What else are they gonna do? Like, this is all they know is how to be racist. <laughs> That's all they know. 
all they know is how to benefit and they that's where their weakness comes from i was like i thought about it i'm like wow some of these people are the privilege level is so bizarre um like there was these rich girls that were like on the scooter and i was walking on the side on the sidewalk and they're like excuse me excuse me i'm like why would you tell somebody that they like went to these scooters and you get told they have that rich energy I'm like I'm on the sidewalk where you're not put, you're not even supposed to have your scooter on the sidewalk. I'm the only person walking right now on this section, and you're telling me, excuse me, like you can't wait for me to walk past as you're illegally riding on the sidewalk. Where if you were in any other neighborhood, you would get arrested because that's you can't ride a, this this kind of like motorized scooter bike on on any you can't ride that on a sidewalk like that's for pedestrians. But she didn't care, like she was born into this privilege where she felt like. If she just says, excuse me, excuse me, I'm like, I looked at her and I kept walking. I'm like, are you serious? Are you really, you you can't, I'm literally the only person here walking. You literally cannot wait for me to walk by and then you can go and illegally ride on the sidewalk to get onto the street. <coughs> Bizarre. But in the, the world they live in, that doesn't exist. They don't see reality like that. They just, they just benefit. They benefit consistently. It's like, oh, well, they get more systematic, more privilege, more privilege, more privilege. You know, and this is how they live. And am I mad at that? No, it's the system they're born into. What am I supposed to do? What am I supposed to do with that? What am I gonna do being mad at that when I have my own issues I'm dealing with? Like I don't have time for that. I just noticed it, and I just like, I took it internally as in like wow, like it's just more proof that it's not like these people work so hard for what they got. Like we're in a system of racism, so I don't know if the bored apes are gonna even get affected, even though celebrities were attached to it. I think the I think the um I think the celebrities will try to dis dis themselves, but I don't even think they're gonna sell their products. I think they think that board apes is gonna continue going up. And with these prices, why wouldn't it? You know? Why wouldn't it go up? So and I'm by no means saying that every person who's rich or whatever, because I mean for example, like um Gary Vee, he's not a black person, he's a white person, he's a Jewish person. Um, but he um, he worked every he worked his behind off for everything he has. Um, he understands the duality of, of all this of you know what it takes like of the the blessings he had. He also was born in Russia, so he he knew about that life too, and how challenging that was for him. So there's a lot of people who built their, their situation off of, in a good way or like in a way that was that they still are attached to reality and appreciate you know, the fact that, hey, there is systematic racism, but I'm going to do my best to kind of shift it towards a way of balancedness, you know, by giving back or whatever they could do, or giving their time or teaching people how to make, you know, like they say, like, teach a person how to fish, don't just give them fish. I do believe in that. Like, you got to, like, what's the point of this, me, you giving me fish until, you be, until I become dependent on your fish? I want to know how to fish. I want to get that fish too. I get my own fish. You know, I don't want them to depend on anyone because then you own me. If you give, keep giving, keep giving a person fish, you own that person. They never need to know how to get make how to get fish on their own. Um, Rosaro says you make great points when you speak. Oh, that's that's sweet. Thank you, Rosaro. I'm just, I speak my mind on this. Like I have a lot. I, I'm very quiet when I'm walking and in my life. I, I I take a lot of information in, and I like I like to share it with people. I like to I like to discuss it. It helps me process it. Um, 
it really it really helps me process it. It's kind of selfish in a way. Like I really this is my journal. Like I used to do writing in my journal back in the day. I used to have like a whole bunch of books. So if I can find some of them, oh, there's one book that has so many songs in it. I don't know where it is. I wrote so many songs. Ah, I mean some of them I remember, but like I I I've been writing since very young. Um, but I used to write all the time. So this is my new version of that. Like I don't sit there and write anymore. I like to come on here and chat my, what I really feel. This is this has been my therapy since day one. It hasn't been always TikTok. Before it was like going on Instagram and just making videos or on YouTube making videos. Um, and then when TikTok became something of importance to me because of Gary Vee, um, here I am. You know, I get to share it with you guys live. I get to hear you guys' feedback. And um, it's just it's a great thing. I got to get stronger because, you know, at first I was very reactive to the haters. And that that affected my actual real life, you know, because when I when I got over these haters and said, you know what, all the haters deserve is to be blocked. Then I started doing that in my real life, too. And I got stronger and stronger from that. Um, I got less reactive because being reactive will end you up in jail. Being reactive is something that they they want you to be reactive. They want you to fill up their prison cells with reactive people who who get caught in the trap. You know, almost like a, you know, like a rat trap when there's a cheese on there. You're like, ooh, that cheese, I get to that cheese, I get to that cheese. The smart rats are like, um, this looks sketchy. Why is there, why is there cheese out here like this? I've never seen cheese out here like this. This is weird. You know what? I'm good on this cheese. I'm going to I'm gonna go away. And then other other rat comes over and it's like, you don't want that cheese? That's some good cheese over there. I'm, I'm going to get that. If you don't want that cheese, I'm going to che- get that cheese myself. Forget that. And, they, and they're like, okay, well, be, be worried, you know, be, be conscious of that cheese. It's a little sketch. And like, I don't care, I'm going to get my cheese. And they're going to get that cheese. Next thing you know, their neck is broke. Their neck is broke. And they just, like, all because they wanted some quick cheese. They weren't willing to, real, to think about, has there ever been cheese in this section before? When have I ever even eaten cheese before? What is this cheese? Like, you know, they're not even thinking that. They smell it. They just see, think it's something interesting. And they're not... They're not curious about anything else. They don't, and so I think it's important to really think things through. Um, not to the point where you don't do anything, don't do any action, but to just like look at things in a way to where you can let your intuition kind of kind of guide you. I'm, I'm, it's rough for me to say intuition because I know there's some really insane people out there. <laughs> whose intuition is telling them to do something that I do not want them to do or anyone doesn't want them to do because they can't harm people. Like, I don't want those people to listen to their, their intuition. So I have I have had to really think about that too. I used to always say, just listen to your intuition. Like, because I was a yoga teacher. That's what they would say. They would like make it seem as if everybody has a, a state of mind or inner voice that's a peaceful inner voice. Not everyone has a peaceful inner voice. Some people, their version of peace is complete chaos. And I have to recognize that. So that's why I'm even mentioning it now that not everybody needs to follow that. Some people, some people, um, I don't even know. I don't know what to say to that. Cause it's like, if that's the way their mind works, it's hard to advise. Like, how do you give blatant, blatant advice to somebody whose mind is chaos? Um, I think those people should just try to see what, if there's any, if, there's, if they can find any joy in peace <laughs> and, um, and if, like, if they could recognize the pain that chaoticness has caused them and maybe walk away from that or maybe like adjust their mindset on it. I don't, that's a rough one because they're, they're talking to somebody who actually may be unhinged. 
So I don't know. That's a rough. That's a rough situation. I don't. I, that's not for today. Maybe I think the next episode we'll do is for mental health. I think we'll do a mental health episode on the next podcast episode. So that, that's. I think that's the one. I, I'll think about it today about what I'm going to talk about during it. But today was NFTs, and I feel like we kind of went off of it a bit, but not fully because sometimes like the same the same way we talked about the cheese. If it's good cheese or not, that's how NFTs are. If the cheese seems too good to be true, and you never even knew where this cheese came from, and it's a, from an anonymous source too, like some of these NFT projects are, then you know you might you might get snapped. You might get your neck and your wallet snapped. Just trying to get this quick cheese. Um, that's a great analogy, actually. So that's a good place to end it. That's a good place. This won't be our last episode on the on NFTs. I do suggest that you guys check out my NFT project on rockmercury.com. You don't have to buy it. You can just look at it and see some options. Also, just look up other other things on OpenSea. See what you like. See what see what resonates with you. You know, um, the new project will have more smart contracts on it. Smart contracts are what the um, are the assets you get after you purchase it, or the the access that you gain after being a part of a specific project. Um, so my, the new one will have that. These ones that are out now are are art based, and so when you when you have them there, they are collectible and they're they're for the art of it. I, I put a lot of work. I made all of them myself. I designed the PNGs myself. I designed the the whole situation. Like the, every single one of those NFTs, I designed myself. So please check them out if you like to on rockmercury.com. Um, oh, thank you so much, Slug Slime. Slug Slime says, "Love you, Rock. You are amazing. You are amazing, Slug Slime. You really are amazing." I, I, very, very thankful for, for you being here and for you being so consistent and supporting me. Um, oh my God, 4.5 thousand likes today. Ooh, yes, y'all. Y'all hooked it up. I appreciate everyone who's been liking. Thank you so much. Um, Dream Matrix says, I want a, a berry smoothie now. This, this berry smoothie is giving me to give, y'all. It's giving me to give. Mm-hmm. Mm-mm. It's crazy. I really drink this whole thing. Like, this is, that's not how I fast. Like, if I'm going to fast off eating food, I'm going to be drinking me some smoothies. And the fast is going well, though. I don't feel hungry because I think I ate such a big amount this morning. I don't really feel hungry at all. I think I can make it today. And I woke up so early. So I had, I had like, a meeting at 7 a.m. I had a big meeting at 7 a.m. And I woke up at 6.45. Naturally. 6.45 a.m. And I was tired. I went to bed at, like, maybe 2 a.m. Right? And I woke up at 6.45 just because I knew that I wanted to be in that class. So my, my, something like, like the dream I had was intense, but I'm not, I'm not scared of them anymore. I'm like, well, these dreams are going to keep happening. I'm okay with that. But somehow I woke up at the perfect time to get up, use the bathroom real quick and jump on my, in my, um, my Zoom call. And I had, I went to do meetings the whole day from 7 a.m. all the way through 3 p.m. So... You know, but I was working on my other stuff in the meantime. As I'm listening in class, I'm also working on my computer, doing other projects, but really listening, you know. And it was just really cool because usually for that early of a call, I was like, I, I should have had an alarm clock on. And then and tomorrow I may put an alarm on just so I don't have to work, guess it. But it was cool that my into my my inner my inner being like was like, no, wake up now. It's time to wake up. And I just was able to. I just woke up. I looked at my clock. I said, "Wow, perfect timing. Let's get let's get it going." But if it was any other day, if it was a Saturday or something, I probably would have slept until 
maybe like nine or eight, or like nine or nine thirty, just because I went to sleep so late. Um, but yeah, I woke up at six forty, and I jumped right out. Like I just pop, pop, pop. You know, let's get it going. Let's get the day popping. So it was a good situation. So I'm gonna go get my sunlight now. No matter how much that we dive into the digital world. I think the digital world will still need to combine with the physical world in some ways, even with NFTs. I think those projects are the ones who are going to win the most. Um, like Gary Vee's project, because you're going to a real world conference and you're getting digital assets and real world assets and access. Um, and I think it's just, I don't know, I think there's a lot, there's a lot there. Don't be afraid of NFTs. Don't see it as a blatant scam because a technology can't be a scam. The people who use technology can be scammers and can create a scam using that technology, but that doesn't make the actual technology itself a scam. And you can miss out on a lot of upward, you know, opportunities and possibilities by just writing off an entire new technology. You know, people thought the internet was a scam. Look at us. We're literally on here now. People thought that, what else? Like, all kinds of, that phones, that people would never care about an iPhone or that music could never be streamed or um, that YouTube was like trash or something. Like people didn't, people didn't, people did not see a lot of things until it was too late <laughs> and they wish they would have invested. People laughed at Amazon. I bet you guys wish you had some Amazon stock from, from the beginning. If you bought that stock when it was like a few dollars, the level of richness you'd be right now. Mm. People say a lot of stuff. So I think it's just important to recognize that this is a different situation. NFTs and cryptocurrency aren't synonymous. They are separate situations like cryptocurrency. Like I said, like I personally, even though I have NFTs, I don't like holding cryptocurrency unless it's Bitcoin. But I'm just I'm still nervous. And maybe that's maybe I'm I'm messing myself up possibly because I don't I'm not trusting it right now. But the reason why I don't really hold a lot of cryptocurrency and I'm going to go I'm going to do a whole episode about cryptocurrency, too. I'll do first. I'll do the mental health one. I might do cryptocurrency first before mental health because I have a lot to say about cryptocurrency. Huh. And the main reason, like just to kind of put like a, the main reason why I don't really hold it is because I feel like it's all in the government's hands. I know they say it's like decentralized, but the second the government wants it canceled or any of these coins can be legalized, you lose your money. And these governments are unpredictable at times. So I I know that they don't have a vested interest in um, in keeping these cryptocurrencies alive. They think they're going to make their own cryptocurrency, like a Fed coin. But that's a, I'll, I'll go into an episode about that. That'd be a whole separate episode. But that's the main reason why I don't trust them. Um, but that doesn't mean I don't trust NFTs, which, I, which is beyond. It's not the same thing as cryptocurrency, even though you use cryptocurrency to purchase them. It's not the same situation. This is a different, this is a, an asset. It is a technology. So, all right, you guys. Um, and, and also, one last thing before I get off of NFTs. NFTs are not new, all right? NFTs have been around since people start. since you started. Like, remember the, remember the video games came out on your phones and people would, like, pay extra money for, like, 
I want an extra outfit for my little doll on my phone or, you know, or Tamagotchi's even like, I want to get the, I don't know, Tamagotchi might not be the best option of that, but like there's like on different video games where you're able to buy extra things on them, even if it's a small thing or buy extra tokens or beans or collectible things like that, even those were NFT technology. So it's not new. This is an old technology that's now being um, reimagined for new utilities in our day-to-day -day life. And I want you to really think about it because I think the best example I gave tonight of the future is like, imagine going to a concert, you buy the ticket, tickets are limited to go to this concert. So there's only a limited amount of people who can go to any concert because the venue only holds a certain amount of people. And then every ticket section may have a different NFT attached to that section. Now, when you leave that concert, you can have a great time to say you spent $300 on it. Now, the NFT you got connected to your ticket, because when you bought the ticket, it came with the NFT, and you use the NFT to get in, but the NFT could have access to the, the community of that artist, so you can, you can get the benefit of being a part of, let's say it's Beyonce's NFT, now you get a part of Beyonce's NFT world or something like that, right? And then, on top of that, let's say you're like, you know what, I, I love Beyonce, but I also like this NFT is now worth a lot more because it's limited. Like this is that one concert and people, somebody else wants this collectible, like a collector of Beyonce's NFTs comes to you and like, hey, I wasn't able to visit that concert, but I want to buy your NFT. Can I buy it for $600? You're like, uh, I paid $300 to go to that tour and I already saw her perform and I got to maybe go to some special events after or something, depending on the NFT you got. But now I'm getting to sell the ticket. I'm, sorry, I'm getting paid to have gone to a Beyonce concert? Uh, yes, go ahead, take my NFT. I'll sell it. Or maybe you say, no, I want my NFT. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to keep my community. I want to be able to go to the Beehive and whatever, you know. It could be, depends on the person. But the fact that you can have the opportunity to make more money off of the NFT afterwards and that the show now has become an investment, in a way, it's access or an investment, that's that's iconic. That never could happen before. Before you you'd be lucky to keep to be able to find your ticket sub. Hope you didn't lose it or bend it too much or throw it away on an accident. You know, <laughs> that's real life. Like there's no utility to that ticket stub after nobody cares. You're gonna sell, you're gonna go sell your ticket stub on on YouTube or on eBay or whatever. No, nobody's gonna care. But NFT, it's collectible because you happen to be at the LA concert. It changes the game. So this is this is a technology. Don't be fooled by the scams that have happened with this technology. Focus on the technology itself and how it can support your life and how maybe you can make your own version of that. If you're an artist or if you're doing a product and you want to offer that to your community so that so you can gain a customer base that's loyal to you, you know? So there's a lot to it. I want you guys to just not be to lose out on that. Um, Plexus says, hey, Rock. Hello, Plexus. Good to see you. Um, Dream Matrix says, what do you think about VR and the metaverse? Oh, you also put the cheese in the rat. <laughs> That's hilarious. Um, okay, so this is my last thing I'll talk about. Well, I'll read this. I'll read this bottom part too. Rosaro, I'll read yours too. Rosaro's comment is the last one I'm going to read. I'm going to get off of here. But thank you so much, you guys, for coming. Um, the Dream Matrix says, what do you think about VR and the metaverse? Um, I think we're not there yet. I think it's it's out there, and I've been on the VR. I love the VR personally, but as far as mass ad ad adoption of it, like people just participating in it normally, like um, my 
my brokerage, my real estate brokerage is all on the metaverse. Not not the Facebook not the Facebook metaverse, but like the VR. It's like it's a VR situation, but I can I can access access it from my computer and walk around. I have a little character and stuff. I designed it and be able to go to classes and courses, talk to real people, talk to my broker, my um other fellow agents and things like that. Like it's it's a really cool system. And it really helped a lot during the whole shutdown. So I do feel like we'll get there. I do I don't think we're there just yet. Um, I wish we were there just yet, so I'm not. I'm not against it. I just, I just wouldn't invest in it that much right now. But but, but by the time my album's done, and by the time I'm ready to start touring for my, I probably will start touring after like my next. I think maybe two more albums, and I'll start being ready to tour, um, or doing like. And I want to do my tours on the metaverse. I want to be in the VR world. Like I'm not a fan of being public anymore. I like to have my public life. It's a chill public life, going to the beach. Like I like, if I'm in public, I just I don't want to be at a mass concert anymore. Like I don't trust people enough. I don't trust these events, these promoters. I don't trust any of this stuff. I want to be able to perform from a green screen room and give you guys an amazing show with amazing graphics, and you feel like you're there because I'm gonna be live in there, like with the with my metaverse situation. But I don't like I believe in it in the future, um, but I don't think we're there yet as like a population like people are just getting phones some countries are just now getting phones and they still don't have, they still don't have any running water so it's coming though it's definitely coming um let's see rosaro says you broke the first yes you are the first person i know who really broke it down to me in layman terms that's think that's really beautiful thank you so much rosaro i really appreciate that comment and um and thankfully, Gary Vee is the first person to break it down to me in layman terms because I was confused AF before. And I, he helped me go down a rabbit hole. Of course, I learned a lot more after him, too. Like, I, I've studied it like crazy before I released my own project. I didn't want to just be ignorant going into it. So I have studied it beyond what Gary Vee has said, but a lot. I've studied like so many hours of it, thousands and thousands of hours I spent on NFTs, um, just learning and learning. And I don't even really buy a lot of them, I only have my own collection. Um, but I, I understand where it's going. Um, Dream Matrix says that would be chill. It would be so fun. It'd be such a great way to do like a cool VR concert. Um, I, the, 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 amount, the amount of graphics I can do, the amount of just like oh, the visuals would be so fun. And, then, and the great thing is that it can be recorded immediately. And so then people can experience it even afterwards. So that I can keep making money off the same concert. Because I would get bored. I'm the kind of person that if I do a con- let's say I had a tour across the country, by the first show I do, I'm going to be bored of doing the show. That's just how I am. And I accept that. Like, by the first, very first show that I perform, on like, let's, say, let's say I'm going to L.A. and then I'm going to, to Arizona, then Vegas, and then Houston, and then like, if I have to go to all these locations and perform the same concert... I'm bored after L.A. I would have had a great time at L.A. Like, oh, this is fun, but I don't want to perform it again. I don't want to. I would rather do it on the green screen, and you guys can tune in and watch it whenever you guys want to. Some people can watch it live if they see it that day, and then other people can tune in later on and, and have the same experience, but I'm just going to be live. Um, but then I would like for the, the audience members, if they're adding their voices that they're screaming or like if they're like you know cheering and stuff i want all those voices to be added to the the tape itself so i don't know how that how that technology can work but like if there's a way to add the interactions to the tape as it goes so it keeps on getting more and more like the crowd gets bigger and bigger over time 
So let's say even let's say there's only four people there. Like I wanted to show four people, and it's it's I'm I'm live with four people, and then maybe over time it gets ten people, a hundred people, a thousand people, ten thousand people. You know that I want the crowd to get bigger and bigger as time goes, as people really go and experience it, and I want people to know which people in the crowd are there currently, like live watching it with them now, or if they were watching it at the beginning, you know, when it first came out, or like, I want, you know, stuff, stuff like that. Like, that sounds fun to me. So that way I can be working on the next project. Because touring takes a lot of energy, and it's very dangerous in ways too, and it's just not something I want to do at that level. It's just like, I've been on tour with, with artists before and celebrities, like it's stressful, it's so stressful. So I feel like this is more beneficial and more along the lines with what I would like, so. That's my goal, and that's what I thought about VR. Um, but thank you guys so much. Oh, hello, hello, NJ, NJ Bird. Good to see you. Um, so that's that's what I feel about all this. Um, we're gonna we'll do an episode on VR at some point too. I'm very I do want to go deeper into that, um, and maybe we'll do that in a while. Though. That that's, that may be a few months, a few months in the, in the future, depending. I do I do a, a podcast every day, so maybe it might be sooner than that. But I'll do one on VR. I'll do one about. Well, VR and Metaverse will be combined. Um, and then I'll do one about mental health, like I said. And then we'll do a cryptocurrency episode as well. Because I do want to talk about that too in more depth. So thank you so much, Rockers and Mercuryans. You guys are amazing for joining in today. I appreciate all the questions and the... and the. This, I just love this. this. This is my favorite thing to do. Like I said, even even when I'm a billionaire, I will still be going live. Hopefully it's still TikTok if it's still around. But um, wherever it's going to be, I'm gonna be, I'll be coming connecting with you guys on the digital realm so um peace and love to you all I hope you have a wonderful day go get some sunlight i'm gonna go get me some sunlight before it's gone um it's still it's like 4 30 here so i'm gonna go run and get me some sunlight um maggie pie hey she says hi and bye love your vibe thank you so much maggie pie you're so kind thank you so much um toast to you all smoothie toast get your smoothie get your health get your sunlight um, and don't sleep on NFTs, but also be very careful which ones you invest in. Be very conscious, very conscious, but it's not a scam. Just be conscious of where you invest. All right. Keep learning. Peace out, Rockets and Mercuryans. Link in the bio. Bio.